Tom, are you okay? I lost her. Her? She was going to be this epic, trilogy-worthy character. I was going to be the hottest writer in Hollywood. But I can't get past Act 1! You need some writer's group therapy. Hello, and welcome to Writer's Group Therapy. I'm Tom. And I'm Roshni. We're writers helping writers. Are you ready for your session? The doctors are in. So today we have a special guest with us, Michael Coulomb. Ooh, very good. Did I say it right? Yeah, you did very good. Yay! I know. Once you know it, it's like it's hard to forget it. But you just have to look at it. It's all vowels. Like if I name, if I ever get famous and my name was on Will of Fortune, you'd have to pay for it. It's all vowels. <laughs> Oh, man. I like that. Yeah. So we met at a networking group that you used to do in Atwater Village, but you were a very busy guy. So why don't you tell our listeners <laughs> in brief all the things you do? Um, well, my I mean, first and foremost, so I got into film about 12 years ago, and I actually am a script supervisor. So it means I make movies for a living. I work on set. I track the continuity of stuff. Right. So like we shoot movies out of order. So my job is to make sure the continuity makes sense. Um, but I also um, log all the information for the editor to help cut the picture. So like that's what it's called. It's called the script supervisor. Mm-hmm. And then um, and then I also write. I'm also, well, I've also been getting into writing and directing more. Um, I did used to run a, a networking event, which sadly I don't do anymore, but it's just because I moved. Um, but I go to so many conventions and film festivals and events all the time that it's I'm basically doing the same thing. I just don't have to host it, you know. Which is kind of nice. Takes yeah. the pressure off. <laughs> and then I also have a podcast because I do my own podcast called Mimosas with Michael. So I always talk to people and, and, and like to uh, – So and the concept of my show is basically like – it's usually two, like me and another person. So it's usually like just two friends catching up over a mimosa. Mm-hmm. And so, and then I, I just talk, we just talk. So sometimes it gets deep, sometimes it gets funny. It's just, but it's always fun. It's fun, lighthearted, entertaining, informative, all the things that life is. Awesome. Awesome. So as far as your day job, which is actually pretty school, pretty, I can't speak, pretty okay. cool, but script supervising, it's not like you go to school for that. So how did you get into that? Well, I guess, I mean, you don't go to like film school for it. I actually took a technical class. Uh, here in Van Nuys, actually, where I live, but this was like 13 years ago, um, a friend of mine was like, hey, Michael, you're a really good writer. Do you ever want to um, write a script with me? And I was like, I don't know anything about writing scripts. So he's like, hey, I know of this guy that teaches this class about script revising. Maybe you should take it. And um, um, I'm seeing your little chats down here at the bottom. <laughs> No, Pay no like, attention. Oh, they're gonna ask next. <laughs> I love focus, it. focus. I know. Back on track. Um, Don't no give spoiler. away secret, man. Come on. I know. I'm sorry. I just was like, "Oh, what's next?" Uh, no, but so I took the the course on because I, I, I scripturizing or learning the skill of scripturizing taught me how to script breakdown. And I'm kind of segueing into your next question. I can see here, um, <laughs> but it's because I wanted to be a writer, and mm-hmm. I I had a full time job I didn't like, so learning the skill. And it was really funny. I never wanted to be a script supervisor. I just didn't want to be doing what I was doing. Mm. Right. But then I learned the, the, the craft. I studied for about six months and then I was like, okay, when I do that, what the hell do I do? And then I went back to my job for six months, but was like, I'm done with this stuff. So one day I just, I literally was so angry with something that happened at work and it was just 
enough with like everything else that was happening that I just got up from my de- like I'm not even joking. I just like got up from my desk, walked into human resources, and quit. And the woman was like, "What?" Was, she's like, "What are you gonna do?" And I was like, "I'm gonna make movies." And she's like, oh, wow. "Okay, how are you gonna do that?" I was like, "I don't even. I have to quit my job first. I'll figure out the rest." And that's the honest truth. And I cashed oh, out my um, retirement and lived off that for about a year, a year and a half until I could figure it out. It took me about. Oh, I'm not the only person who's done that. Oh no, my god. No, the only difference is like two years, two and a half years into the industry, just as I was growing and building, we hit the rider strike of the recession, and I, it, I had to build, I had to start all over again. And it was, Ouch. it was hard because my parents, my mom was like, "See, you can't work in this industry. You can't do it. It's too tough." And I'm like, "Mom, no. The whole world is like right now. The whole country is on a recession. It's not just film." Yeah, and 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 you've worked on like over 150 films, right, or something like that. Uh, actually, about I just hit 200 on IMDb. Oh my god! Wow. That's yeah, so why I have no social life, you guys. That's a pretty <laughs> busy career doing something that, and it is difficult. You know, um, people outside the industry don't understand how when we work in the business, how it starts and stops a lot. You know, it's not always continuous, so they have trouble no. grasping how that can be a career. But obviously, yeah. y- you do it, and you work well, on what am I? Well, my scripturizing teacher told me you'll have a lifetime of unemployment. <laughs> oh. Well, you proved them wrong. <laughs> not not that unemployment, like a lifetime of because well, you always because you always go from job to job in a sense. So yeah. you do a job, then you're unemployed. But um, and it's it's interesting because there'll be for the for the most part, and this is a couple times this year, I was doing a lot of um, I mostly been doing commercials. I usually do features. This year, I've been doing a lot of shorts and commercials. It isn't until the second half of the year that I um started doing more features. Like um, but um. I would have six weeks without work. And I'm like, what? that's how a lot of the stuff gets done. Cause I'm like, well, I can't sit around here for six weeks. So I look for work. But in the meantime, I'm like, well, I'll write a script or I'll start a podcast or, I'll, you know, that's just how I do this. So this is that. And, but the great thing is, is it's really, what's great about script revising is that cause I'm just involved in with I sit right next to the director and I talk to the actors and I literally am involved in every department because I track pretty much like wardrobes and props and set dressing and, hair and makeup. So it's like, I've learned to work with every department That's and, really good. and part of my job is to make sure that a movie can cut and is covered correctly. So what is, what's great about, in fact, I had somebody tell me one time, they're like, he goes, when I read your scripts, you write like a script supervisor, which, um, my, my paragraphs are simply structured because I space them out. So they're easy to read, which is from a script supervisor. Cause when we lie in the script, but not only that is like, I can track my props. So it's like, if there's a prop, because I'll read a script. Part of a script rising is I'll, I'll read a script breakdown, and it's like, I'll start on scene one, and by scene forty-seven, they'll be like, "Oh, the actor checks his watch." I'm like, "He had a watch." I have to go back forty-six scenes and write that watch in. So I, on my breakdown, so I'm aware at any time we shoot a scene, he has to have that watch, right? Ah, but but when yeah. I write, I make sure if I want him to have a watch, he has a watch from scene one all the way through. I'm like, he checks his watch, or he, I'll like, you know, it's just things like that. So I think. I've learned to be able to carry props and certain things like that that I want just because I've always done it. It's also helped me yeah. it's also helped me write because like I understand coverage so it's like I can write a scene in a way where I know it can be shot easily and and quickly, I think. I don't know. But then but it's also helped me become a director because I I've made so many movies and this is a, a stepping stone into directing really is because mm-hmm. the technical aspect of filmmaking I can do in my sleep. It's second nature, right? Ah. So, but so much of filmmaking is technical. So you really, that's a skill you actually really need. 
Yeah. And so I get that from scripture advising. So as a director, I already know how to work with every department. So it's great. Uh, I understand the process of collaborating, which is the best thing you can do, I think, as a director. And then because I think my job as a director is to like help my team do the best that they can do. If I bring on a costume designer, I need to let them design costumes. It's their job to help me create my look. So if I work together and we, we can create a great look because they might have ideas that I hadn't thought about or presenting it in a way that makes sense. Like, I feel like every time this character is on camera, they're kind of blue. So what if we give them a, like a blue and then, you know, like, like we give them this like light blue shirt or something. So it's sort of like a thing. And then maybe the DP can sort of like light towards that, you know? So, um, yeah. So anyways, it's just, it's, I like that kind of stuff. I like being able to, to, to have that. Sort well, it of helps you knowledge. work with, better on set with everybody. So yeah. you know, you're kind of speaking their language. You're kind of like a universal translator. Yeah, it's funny because I never, I never expected it, and I'm not. I love it. I just never expected it. Like I, I always wanted to be a writer. I just never thought that I would be. You know, because I mean, at this point, I mean, I, I used to write poetry. I have a book published. I've had a play produced, and now I make movies. Like it's all like I've had so many different lives. I feel like. And I'm only yeah, they're all converging together. <laughs> that is kind of true. That's actually very true. Yeah. Uh, what are you working on these days? I bet it's probably a bunch of stuff. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like – so I can't go into this too much, but uh, my writing partner and I just sold a script. Congrats! Yay. Thank you. And I can't sadly talk about it. You'll have to have, we'll have to come back on the show and talk about it, but I can't go into too much detail now. It's just one of those things. Of course. Um, but then – so uh, I like – I don't necessarily want to be specifically a horror writer, but I definitely love horror. And so um, my my writing partner and my friend, which is the phone call I had earlier today, where we launched uh, – it's like a short form content on YouTube called Horror House. Oh, okay. And so we wrote – our very first thing that we sent out is called Soundbite. It's a four-and-a-half-minute short about a woman who listens to this song called Death Song. And it's like what what happens to you when you um, when you listen to the song, right? So like the idea is you've seen the ring and you watch this video and it kills you. We're doing the audio version in a sense, mm-hmm. right? So we did that. So we launched that on Halloween and um, it was amazing. People are loving it. And so our next one now is we're going to be shooting. It's called Bag of Tricks. That's it. So it's just little just little horror shorts. And so the idea is is this is the sort of platform where we can show my writing partner as a writer and then me as a director. They're really, you know, short, fun, little. So that's kind of what we're working on. And they're simple. You know, it's like we shoot them over a couple of days, we make them look really nice, and then we release them. Oh, wow. It's, um, it's just if you look up uh, Horror House on YouTube, you'll see it. Horror House oh, okay. Media is what it's under. But, yeah. So it's, like, our, like, it's yeah. like our – it's a place where you want to – make movies and we also want to like interview horror filmmakers and really showcase, you know, it's like one of the great things about that movie get out was that it was written and directed by a black man. Right. And, and it won awards like Oscars, which was something, first of all, horror doesn't really win Oscars, but so it even be nominated was great. Right. And then to have it be written and directed and starring a black man was huge. So one of the things we want to do with horror houses, we'd like to showcase Black filmmakers, gay filmmakers, women, people who you know who who love the uh, the industry and don't ever get a chance. It's just a way to like showcase it as much as we can. Oh, that's awesome. And Are they supposed to be connected 
uh, stories or just each one is an individual thing? Oh, no, each one's an individual thing. It's just meant to be, they're just, but we might use, we'll use some of the same actors, I guess, in a way like they do with American Horror Story. Mm-hmm. But like, you'll get to see our actors doing other things. So like, someone might play, uh, like, so in, in Soundbite, we use this actress, Taylor Murphy Sinclair, right? She's just um, a basic white girl, that's what we call her, a basic white girl who's like a, who's in a college dorm. Right. And she listens to the song. So the next time you see her, you know, four projects from now, she might be a witch or completely something different. You know, it's just, it, that's what we love about it. It's just like, let's just make fun horror projects that people, you know, people love horror. And it's like, yeah, and we're, we're trying to hit him. Like, I'm going to make features because we want to adapt soundbite into a feature. <clears throat> but the idea is we, uh, the YouTube market is like you're in a, a younger audience as well. <clears throat> and it's so easy. Like, you can watch these on your phone and there will somebody just put, you know, I have like, I just bought it, a new phone. I have the Samsung Note 9 and it's like crisp, clear, beautiful sound. So I, I can watch this on my phone and it's like, you know, and now you can like, I can, you know, mirror to my TV so I can watch stuff there. It's like, it's so amazing, you know? Wow. That's really cool. Thank you. So Horror House Media online. And then if people want to find you online, how can they do that? All you have to do is just michaelcoulomb.com. I have everything on there about all of my projects. Horror House is on there. My podcast is on there. It's, my, it's a one-stop shop, michaelcoulomb.com. Awesome. Cool. awesome. We'll put all the links, too, in the show notes. So thank you so much for, for joining us today and taking some time. Oh, my God. You're so welcome. I'm, I know I talk a lot. I'm sorry. But I just get so excited. Yeah. I'm, like, unbelievably passionate. So You yeah. should be passionate about what you do. <laughs> hey, we'll have to have you back when you get when you can talk about some of those other projects. Oh, I, without yeah. a doubt. I'll definitely – we'll talk about more um, – more writing therapy and stuff because I, I love it. You know, I, I, I get people tell me all the time. They're like, when they you're like, well, God, when I meet you, you're such an inspiration. I was like, am I like, I'm just so busy trying to get stuff done. And I love, like, this is why I think the, the networking event was so successful. I less love talking to people. They're like, I'll meet people. And they're like, I want to do what you do. I'm like, okay, let's just do it. And they're like, how do you do it? I'm like, I don't know. You just do it. Like, I don't, but like, and they're like, you make it sound so easy. And I was like, I just did it. I mean, I walked off my job at the age of 30. Right. So I sat there and watched people, you know, I meet people who in their twenties that walk off their job and, you know, or just come out of film school and doing it. And I'm like, damn, if I was brave enough to start it at 10 years earlier, I'd be 10 for 10 years further along or not. I don't know, but I, I definitely like, I love what I do and I'm passionate about it. So, you know, and I, I hated my job. Pretty I used to go, to me. I don't know. what'd you say? I said, it's pretty inst- inspirational to me. Well, I love it. And I know, I know, know that you write horror too. Actually, you both like horror, right? Um, I've acted in it. I don't really write it as much as Tom does. Yeah, I, I, didn't, I didn't start off to be a horror writer. I kind of like accidentally got, got into it. So Yeah, I feel like we've had this conversation before not that long ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. You guys are great. We will definitely put all your information up in the show notes. So if people want to find you online, that's where they can do it. And for all of you out there, if you have any questions, make sure you look up Michael online. You can also tweet at us at WG Therapy. You can find us online at writersgrouptherapy.com. If you like what you hear, subscribe and share it with your friends. We'll see you next week.